Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, joined here by Jason Caldwell and Keith Niebuhr talking a little bit of Auburn recruiting. That's one of the bigger um, news stories of the week. There's a lot of stuff going on still with football, even with the regular season ending. You got the transfer portal, you got the offensive coordinator change, and then obviously recruiting with signing day rapidly approaching. And Auburn had a massive recruiting weekend. We already talked about it a little bit with Jason on the last show, but now we've got Keith in here to expound upon it even more. Um, Auburn had a ton of visitors in there for the Iron Bowl. And uh, Keith, just kind of your overall impressions from being not only being there, but talking to the kids afterwards of despite a loss, what were the impressions that, that the recruits that were in town got at this Iron Bowl game in terms of what they thought of Auburn? Yeah, first, let me just sound a little scatterbrained right now. We're getting so many texts and Twitter alerts and For all sure. that stuff right now. So it's a little bit getting a little frazzled here. But no, I mean, look, I mean, they lost the game, but the atmosphere was incredible. I mean, that's the fifth Iron Bowl I've covered at, at Auburn and it was as good as any. Uh, and the kids were impressed that Auburn was it was able to hang in there, quite frankly. I mean, I don't think most of them thought it was going to be close. I, I know I certainly didn't, and I don't think you guys really did either. And so uh, that really impressed them, even though yeah, offensively Auburn was challenged a lot during that game, but the fight was there. And uh, then the atmosphere and the energy. And, uh, I mean, you know, how, you're not going to find a better atmosphere than that in college football. And so uh, then it's up to the coaches to, you know, chat with them before the game and then, chat with them after the game and that seemed to go fairly well too and it's quite a challenge because you know Auburn was down a key staffer in the recruiting tar- department who left uh, someone left for another job and uh, they were really challenged and uh, it was it was not easy but uh, all in all it went well the, the response has been almost overwhelmingly po- not almost it has been overwhelmingly positive uh, Auburn left a good impression on a lot of the younger guys that were there including five five stars in the 20. 20- 24 class and then the, the 2020 excuse me 2023 class which are the kids that are juniors right now and then the current seniors it seemed to go well they had a half dozen or so official visitors and they all uh, you know we talked to all but one of them and and uh, they all seemed to go fairly well all those visits so uh, Auburn is set up and poised to finish strong now the question is you know Mike Bobo's departures offensive coordinator how is that going to to uh, impact things is it going to hinder Auburn much and and I think some uh, the guys that are already committed, though, seem locked in. We've talked to all of them. Uh, it's just a matter of how it's going to impact some other guys, notably Antonio Williams, the four-star receiver in South Carolina, who Auburn visited, I believe, on Wednesday. So it, it's going to have some impact. To think otherwise or to suggest otherwise or to write otherwise is, uh, I don't want to say irresponsible, but uh, kind of naive. I mean, it, of course, everything's going to have an impact. Uh, but maybe uh, you end up better because of it. I mean, who knows, right? So, But all in all, I think it was a successful weekend. Curtis Perry was probably – the one who made the biggest news, four-star defensive lineman from Pike Road, Alabama, named Auburn his leader when most people thought he's been trending uh, to Alabama for a while. Now, so it's still going to be you know, an Auburn-Alabama-Texas battle. It's not over by any stretch, but uh, that was really some significant news coming out of the weekend, and I think Auburn's poised to, to flip some kids, and uh, all in all, just a really good weekend. I think Jason would agree with me. Uh, no question, Keith. You're right. Uh, to me, you're right, Curtis Perry is, is the news of the weekend. You know, a guy that, that we've seen a bunch over the last really two or three years, a guy that's um, a big-time pass rusher, kind of a kind of a guy that almost fits what they did this year on defense, to be quite honest, a guy that's not necessarily a true tackle, a guy that can play inside and out. But, I mean, an extraordinary pass rusher. I think 19 sacks as he gets ready to play in the Super 7 on Thursday night. Um, so I get a chance to watch him for the second time this year. 
seen him practice a couple of times as well. So it'd be good to see him in action again. And then just today, uh, the number one junior college player in the country left Auburn and, and I think really enjoyed his time. Jeffrey Umba is a guy that originally from France, he said about four hours outside of Paris. So he's not necessarily a, a Parisian, but um, 6'6", 305, defensive tackle, uh, impressive kid, a guy that, you know, I think, you know, Miami's in the mix, Oregon, uh, Tennessee, where he'll be visiting starting on Thursday. But this is a guy you look at the potential, Keith's right, the potential to to see how this class finishes. They've got some guys that if they grab a few at some key spots could be really important. But, you know, still the question remains, where can you help yourself on the offensive line? Can you can you continue to shore up the wide receiver? Um, those are two really important spots, and, and I think linebackers jumping in that group as well. Keith, what would you say besides Drew Bobo is the biggest guy they have committed that was linked to Mike Bobo? And then what's the, what are you hearing about Drew and, and what his decision might be well, with his dad yeah, now out here? Well, well, let me start with that. I mean, you know, we've kind of given Drew Bobo his space. He's three-star offensive tackle commit from Auburn High. It was really a layup. His dad was the coach of the Auburn offense and uh, and the quarterback's coach as well as the coordinator and the kid lived right down the road. So again, a layup for Auburn, but now, now it might be more of a half court shot to, to land him, to keep him. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's a, I, I just, look, he, we, we've left him alone. We've given him his space and we're going to continue to do that and just let things sort itself out. But I mean, you know, gosh, it's on the surface, it would seem unlikely that he would stick with Auburn. We'll see. We'll talk to him at some point. And, uh, uh, but again, I mean, it would, I mean, you know, this is, I mean, this, that's, a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, right? Uh, but who else could it impact? Potentially his teammate, the offensive tackle, Espen Harris, who's one of his best friends. And we've not been able to get a hold of Espen. He's kind of shut his phone off and doesn't want to really talk to anybody. So what does that mean? We don't know yet. Uh, but again, he's right down the road too. Grew up really loving Auburn. So uh, those are really, t- we think the two to watch potentially Amari Kelly, uh, the four-star receiver from here at Trustville, because, we haven't heard much and they don't really, you know, the, I don't know. He's the receivers coach was let go in September. They got a new receivers coach and now you're going to have a new offensive corner. So I think that's probably the only other guy to watch. Seems like everybody else is locked in tight end. Mike O'Reilly Ducker out of, uh, out of Nebraska, out of the, the Omaha area. I think Auburn's going to visit him today. He seems pretty locked in receiver Jay fair out of Texas. He seems really solid. Uh, so those are the main guys. Remember, you know, Auburn only has 13 commitments. Um, so we'll see, but uh, again, those are the guys that keep an eye on probably those, those three, you know, Drew Bobo, Eston Harrison, Amari Kelly. And I'm not even saying has Harrison Kelly are wavering. I'm just laying out the situation and saying why we would, we would follow them. You know what I mean? I should have mentioned at the top that Jason is on his way, um, to the super seven. It's in UAB's new stadium. As we record this right now on Wednesday, um, Jason, what are who are the guys that Auburn has their eye on that you're going to be looking at over the course of the next few days? Yeah, no, obviously you know mentioned Curtis Perry already. That's that's the that's easily the headliner of the group here. But um, you know, you look at it at you know this this first game right out of the gate on on you know Wednesday night would be the seven eight championship game, Thompson Central Phoenix City, and there's a a boatload of guys on both these rosters when you look at at you know what you would consider top targets. Now a lot of them are in the twenty twenty three class when you can when you look at Auburn's point of view. You look at Central Phoenix City, um Jamarian Parker, um four star defensive end that that 
has been as impressive as, as anybody, regardless of classification in Alabama this year. He's had a monster junior season, big physical pass rusher. And Keith, I don't know how many times we've seen him at games this year, but I would guess he's probably made it to four or five Auburn games this fall. He's been a pretty frequent visitor. And so that's a guy you look at, uh, Carmelo English, a four-star wide receiver that Auburn has really made a priority since pretty early in the process for him, uh, dating back to the summer. So that's two guys from Central Phoenix City. Look on the other side of Thompson. They got a they got a boatload of guys. Uh, but 2023 defensive lineman Peter Woods, who's been he's been to Auburn a couple of times this fall. Um, he's a he's kind of a, a probably going to be a true tackle before it's over. But he's got a little bit bigger body guy. And then Tony Mitchell's a five star, you know, defensive back corner, but he's got enough size potential to be a safety as well. Those are probably the the guys that you look at from this seven A game as Auburn's probably most likely targets. Now, there's some younger guys as well, including Amon Lane, uh, who's a 2024 corner at Thompson. So uh, I think you, you start with those guys. Um, then you look at the other games. I think you know, probably the big school games are the ones that, that jump out to you the most. Uh, you know, 5A, um, you look at, at you know, Pike Road, obviously you got Curtis Perry there. Um, you know, you look at Quinshawn Judkins, is a guy that Auburn has, has looked at some in the process, uh, he's currently committed to Ole Miss, big running back. Uh, Vice and Lang, uh, offensive lineman, Auburn is kind of watching um, and, and kind of seeing how he develops and progresses, but he's a, he's a guy that's got a bunch of offers. Um, so you look at, you know, that group, Pleasant Grove on the other side of Nez Cooper's a guy that Auburn has looked at at times, offensive lineman. Don't know that they're going to make a strong push for him at this point, but he is a guy to keep in mind. And then DeMarcus Lacey, could be a, a, a late grab for somebody. He's had a huge year for Pleasant Grove. Um, running back, could be wide receiver, could be a corner, but he's definitely a guy that's athletic enough to, to potentially see it. And then, you know, I think the 6A game, Clay Chalkwell, um, you know, Marquavis White, Squirrel White is a guy that's been to Tennessee, wide receiver that I think Auburn, you know, will continue to follow some. He's that quick, dynamic guy. And then uh, a couple of young guys, Jalen Mbakwe is a wide receiver for Blake Chalkwell, that's really impressive as well. Um, you know, quarterbacks committed to, to Louisville. They got some talent on that team. And then, you know, Huey Town on the other side. Huey Town has, um, you know, a couple of guys. DeAndre Coleman, to me, is maybe one of the bigger sleepers in the state this year. He's a 6'3 wide receiver at Huey Town, big physical guy. And then another guy to watch is a 2023 quarterback, Earl Woods, who transferred from Shades Valley to Huey Town this year. Earl's about 6'3. He's a big kid. He's got 53 touchdowns this year combined running and passing. So this is a guy that may potentially put himself on on the map for more teams if he finishes off a big season with with a, with a game you know, on Friday night for the state championship. So um, that's some of the guys to watch. It should be a fun week, and I, I mean, you can't beat the weather that we're expected to have. So looking forward to it. Yeah, and of course, Jason will have all the coverage for us, Auburn Undercover and Inside the Auburn Tigers. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of there. And of course, Jason, like you said, going to have some great weather to be there and shoot some pictures as well. Keith, on the on the subject of quarterbacks, seems like you you reported shortly after the coordinator change was made that Holden Gurner, Auburn's four-star quarterback commit in this class, is locked in. They also had another four-star quarterback on campus for the Iron Bowl. It seemed like that one went over pretty well. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Holden Gurner's having a great season. I think he's at uh, – hey, well, first of all, he plays at Benedictine Military School in Savannah. 
a four-star quarterback, had a big season last year, like 25 touchdowns, three interceptions. This year, he's got 29 TD passes and three interceptions. In fact, he just beat the number one team in the state last week, Atlanta Marist Academy. Uh, and he threw a pick in that game. And it was his first interception since, I believe, September. So he's having a sensational season. And Auburn really, uh, really thinks highly of him. And from what I'm told, the coaching staff is just bewildered by the fact he hasn't been chosen to compete in any of the All-American games yet. But uh, having an unbelievable season. But he's locked in. I mean, he was really close with Mike Bobo. And Mike Bobo's track record as a QB developer is up there among the best. But he's put his faith in Brian Harson. He likes Brian Harson. He trusts Brian Harson, And he... He trusts in him to go out and hire the best available offensive coordinator for the program. And also, it's a good situation. I mean, if if Bo Nix comes back, he's going to play one more year, right? Uh, you know, TJ Finley would have some years left, yes. Uh, Demetrius Davis uh, just got there last year. But it's not like it's a stockpile of guys that are proven guys. I mean, he, he'll have every bit of uh, opportunity to, to, to challenge for a starting job within you know, a year or two. And if Bo Nix transfers, maybe next year. You never know. I mean, maybe the guy comes in and just his lights out. So he's locked in at, at this time. I don't think he's really entertaining any anybody else. Now we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see when Auburn pulls the trigger on it, hiring an offensive coordinator and a quarterbacks coach, and whether they mesh and all that. I mean, you never really know, right? But right now, he's saying all the right things. So no reason to think uh, that he wouldn't end up at Auburn. Uh, the, the other quarterback you visited on Saturday. Well, actually, there were a couple of them, but now these two. Uh, Mike Debo, uh, Mike Bobo's departure probably will have a, a significant impact. Again, that doesn't mean Auburn can't get these guys. One of them is Chris Vizina from uh, Briarwood Christian in Birmingham. Jason's seen him play. Outstanding junior. A lot of guys after him. Clemson, Notre Dame, and Florida are all among the schools or among the schools that have offered recently along with Auburn. He attended the Iron Bowl. He was absolutely blown away. Uh, second Auburn home game this year. And I grew up a Bama fan. They have not offered. He says he's kind of turned that deal off and he's focusing on this uh, you know just being a decision that's best for him not of who he grew up rooting for uh he's been honest about that so we'll see uh but you know again he was close with mike bobo they were going to visit his school tuesday now when you visit an underclassman school you can't really talk to them you can just say hi but it was going to be significant that mike bobo went there so uh it's going to be interesting to see in which direction that recruitment goes and then there was another kid uh what's his name jd davis out of south carolina that visited uh on saturday 2024 kid uh, that's one of the best 2024s in the country. Uh, and remember, sorry, Mike Bobo worked in South Carolina last year. So uh, I think I cut out there for a second, guys. Hopefully everybody was good with that. But uh, now that's a highly touted guy that was visiting Auburn because largely of his connections to Mike Bobo. So you'd think that that would have a significant impact, Bobo, you know, Bobo's departure from Auburn. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Speaking of South Carolina, Jason, you and I hadn't had a chance to talk about this on the podcast since you went to go see Antonio Williams. Um, but the very next day after that South Carolina game, when they when they beat Auburn, he gets that Clemson offer. Um, the only reason I bring this up is because every time I've had Keith on the podcast talk about recruiting the past few months, we were always talking about Darius Clemens. Now it seems like obviously Auburn's receiver board shifts a little bit. Um, just the both of you, starting with Jason. Um the receiver class right now, what they're looking at at wide receiver, what were your impressions, Jason, of watching Antonio Williams and how does that Clemson offer um, change his recruitment right now? Yeah, I think it's, uh, 
I think there's two things that, that probably change it. I, I think Clemson obviously offering um, when he visited there last weekend was a huge deal. It was something that was going to impact this no matter what. Um, I, I think I think for Auburn, I think that the departure of Mike Bobo has significant impact on this. That was really his connection to Auburn. Now he's, he had been to Auburn. He visited Auburn this past weekend for an official visit, but it was a, a very short, whereas Jeffrey Umbaugh had and a very extended visit. Um, Antonio Williams' very short visit for him in terms of an official. Uh, he's a really talented player. He's the kind of guy that I think teams are looking for nowadays. Um, quick, explosive guy that can play in space, really good hands. You know, he's not the big 6'3", 220-pound receiver, but he's a guy that is a, a mismatch nightmare outside, and everything he does looks easy. So, yeah, I think he's, I think he's a really good football player. I think if you're Auburn, you probably felt a whole lot better about your chances the Friday before South Carolina than maybe you do today. But, you know, they'll still be in the picture, but I think it's definitely a little bit more of, of an uphill battle than, than it was already going to be, I think, because of the, the things that have happened in the last week and a half. Well, and, and let me point out that, you know, Mike Bobo had a very strong has. He's, he didn't die, obviously. He has a strong relationship with uh, with Antonio, Antonio's little brother, Antonio's mother, and the grandmother. Um, and that's where the relationship was. So, again, this is going to be a challenge. Auburn's going to keep kicking the tires. And, look, I mean, you know, Elijah Canyon entering the portal, and maybe there'll be some other attrition. I mean, that still makes Auburn fairly appealing. Um, but it's um, – you know, it's going to be a major challenge now. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Keith, Jason already talked about the JUCO, um, the JUCO defensive lineman that finished up his official visit today as we're recording this on Wednesday. But Auburn, now that you know, the transfer portal is is taking things away from them, but at the same time, you know, now they've got an opportunity to do what they did last year and load up on some, on some pieces in the portal. Um, and a big one, obviously, everyone wants to talk about the offensive line seems like Auburn is going to be hitting up that in this off season. You know, we'll see how much attrition there is there yeah. along the offensive line, but it certainly seems like that's going to be a position that they'll be looking at to fill. You know, here's the thing, man. A lot of the guys that enter the portal, there's a reason they entered, right? Um, you know, probably not playing at other places, but there are certain kids that can really play. And and one of them is miles Frazier. Who's a big six foot seven offensive tackle down at Florida international. It's a two-star recruit that just blew up and, uh, gosh, I think he had some one of the highest uh, pro football focused grades last year among offensive tackles. And I believe it was the highest, perhaps, I think, if my memory is correct, in his conference. So he's in the portal. But the problem is, yeah, OK, he's good. You can you can build a team year to year through the portal. Uh, but here's the here's the real issue. When a guy like this enters the portal, a couple things. One, everybody's going to go after him that needs an offensive lineman. So you're still going to end up having to recruit him and beat him and if you're if you're not recruiting high school guys well, what makes you think you're going to recruit these guys well? So I'm not pointing to Auburn. I'm just saying there's still challenges. It doesn't mean okay, Auburn's recruiting this guy; they're definitely getting this guy. It's still it's still a process. It's still about relationships. It's still a challenge. And then also, a lot of these kids when they enter the portal, by the time they go into the portal, they already sort of have an idea where they want to go. Uh, I don't think he's one of the Miles Frazier. Auburn offered him today, which is Wednesday, and uh, you know he's impressed. He 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 hasn't really talked to the coaches yet. That's going to come later. Uh, but he's talked about possibly officially visiting Auburn. So you got to get a guy like that on campus. And, 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 you know, then he says, okay, I want to play big time college football. Auburn's got some spots open. 
but again, it's not like it's just go get this guy, go get that guy. You know, on the message boards, and we got a lot of smart people, don't get me wrong. But, you know, every time some big significant guy enters the portal, people are like, go get this guy, go get that guy. It's like, it doesn't work that way, man. It doesn't work. I mean, there's like, a, it's an absolute feeding frenzy for the players in key positions that can play. And this being one of them. So already Florida State with Miles Frazier from Florida International has moved into a, a strong position. I'd say they're in the catbird seat right now. So Auburn's got some work to do. I mean, again, when I talked to him, he still hadn't even spoken to any coaches at Auburn. All, the offer came from a high-level staff for Darren Usher, the director of recruiting. So, you know, they got a lot of work to do. This is just starting. I mean, it's not like... You know, there's any gimmies here, but they, they are going to try to take at least two offensive linemen in the tackle, including at least one who could potentially push for a starting job. They've got to, they know they got to get better on the offensive line. They know that. Uh, it was hit or miss in the portal last year. Um, you know, some of the guys just weren't very productive, a few of them were, but um, yeah, I think the hope is that they can get a little stronger in the portal this cycle. You know, they really didn't do anything in the portal with offensive line last year, and I bet they're kicking themselves. You know, there weren't a ton of great ones that came out, but I, I, I you know, looking back, maybe one or two more strong offensive linemen could have made a significant difference on that team. We'll see. But, yeah, they're going to hit hard. They're going to hit hard, but guess what? So is everybody else. Yeah, Tayshaun Manning, who played 30 games for Auburn at, at guard, started the last three games of the season. He obviously entered the transfer portal earlier this week. And if everybody is gone that has an opportunity to be gone, talking about seniors, they have an opportunity to miss to lose six guys that have starting experience from that offensive line heading into next year. So obviously a good point of emphasis for Auburn to be on that um, in the recruiting, in the transfer portal, excuse me, Keith, last one. And then I'll let y'all yeah. go LSU hires Brian Kelly. What are you hearing about whether that changes Auburn's chances yeah. with a couple of these LSU guys that they were poking at after Ed Orgeron? Yeah, um, not, I'm not out. hearing any, I'm not hearing anything. I'll be honest. It's yeah. just, it's all, all this stuff. I mean, people want us to have answers like within yeah, 15 minutes. I don't know. What I do know is, you know, Auburn's really working hard on Trevante Citizen, who just a uh, four-star running back from Louisiana, who decommitted from LSU, I believe, on Sunday. Now, here's the issue. Or was it Monday? Uh, I think it was Sunday he decommitted. And here's the issue. Uh, you know, when you hire a new – when you hire a new – who's coughing there? When you hire a new coach, you got uh, – you got, you know, there's a groundswell of support for that guy, especially in the state of Louisiana. So if they want him, they're going to be in the picture. They being LSU. So, uh, and we also, there's some, I mean, we thought Auburn was visiting him Sunday. He said they didn't. Is he playing games with us? He's known to be a little bit of an interesting kid. So we, we don't, we still don't know whether Auburn's even visit him. What we do know is he's telling people Auburn is in the picture and maybe the, uh, the one school that can give LSU, give him the most think about, uh, and, you know, other than LSU. So we'll see. Um, what I do know is today, and I'm sorry, my phone is continuing to blow up here. What we do know is today that Auburn reached out again to the young man at running back. They offered a scholarship to on the iron bowl day. And that's Justin Williams out of Georgia. Now he, they had kind of gone cold on him for a couple of days and he's like, Hey, I hadn't heard from him. And then all of a sudden he messaged me and says, Oh, they just messaged me. Cadillac's trying to set up an official visit. So you got to cover all your bases. Does that mean they don't feel good about Trevante citizen? that they're setting up an official visit with this young man, or does it mean that they're just trying to, again, cover all their bases, make sure they've got everything taken care of? That I can't answer, but they're in it with both. Justin Williams, if Auburn pushes, probably would get him. It's an Auburn-Tennessee battle, most likely. Trevante Citizen sounds like it's Auburn-LSU. We don't know how hard Brian Kelly's going to go after him yet. Now, at defensive back, Corey Raymond, LSU's longtime DB coach, who, who I believe went to LSU as, all, as well, 
is being retained by Brian Kelly. That's what all the reports are. Now, he's very close with a lot of his recruits, including Jadarian Rim of Valdosta, but we don't know Valdosta, Georgia. Auburn's making a big push. A few days ago, LSU felt like he was all but gone. Will this change things? That's what we don't know yet. He is really bonded with Auburn and uh, cornerbacks coach Zach Etheridge. He's visited Auburn twice in the last five weeks. Uh, Auburn certainly trending in the right direction. We're still trying to dig on that one. Uh, my gut says Auburn was really trending in the, in the right direction. You know, I think most people assume Corey Raymond would be kept. So I doubt he was surprised by that, but he's very hard to reach. It's That's what happens this time of year. So we're still digging on that one. The final one's DeMario Tolan, a linebacker out of Orlando, Florida, four-star kid. Tennessee's involved. Georgia's involved. He's committed to LSU and Auburn's involved. He just visited officially over the weekend. We were the only one to get that interview. He gave Auburn a 10 out of 10 on that official. Uh, a lot of people don't, and I think the staff at Auburn believes this, I don't think they think he's going to stick with with LSU. And so um, probably comes down to Tennessee, Auburn, and Georgia. Question with Georgia is they're in it with somebody else, Shamar James, who Auburn also is trying to recruit another linebacker. Uh, does what Shamar James do impact how hard Georgia would push for this guy? Because you know, a lot of people think Shamar James could end up at Georgia. So there's all kinds of stuff to be to shake out. It's getting a while, but you know, that's where it stands with those LSU commits. We, we just don't know other than DeMario Tolan, who we think at least for now probably doesn't end up at LSU. But again, it's fluid. Fluidity is the name of the game this time of year in recruiting. Keith, Jason, thank y'all so much for, for hopping on here and giving us some midweek, some midday content. Going to push this thing right now. Um, Wednesday afternoon on Auburn recruiting, certainly a really busy time of year. Jason, We'll let you get back, drive into Birmingham, be safe. Keith, we're going to let you get to your phone and answer all those notifications. Um, so be sure to keep it locked, y'all. Auburn Undercover and Inside the Auburn Tigers will have all your recruiting coverage this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Leave us a five-star review if you guys enjoyed the show. The intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can find him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, we will talk to you guys later. Everybody have a good rest of the week.